STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment either real or imagined even if they wanted it now get ready and hit start to continue Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What was yeah. with the big sigh? Because I'm sitting here, started this thing half an hour ago, watching you go all around your room, picking up papers and cleaning up stuff and zipping stuff up and taking stuff around. Just sitting here waiting. I hope that wall of boxes behind you just fucking falls on you. And then your kids find you like three days later. Oh, that's nice. That's what I get for being so patient, sitting here waiting Dude, for you I to was, get ready. I hit accept the instant you sent this message through. And you just want me to start recording while you're banging around the desk and moving papers. And that was a big sigh. I was just setting up my microphone. Yeah. Takes that took 15 minutes. Apparently. Yeah, dude. Push took, those glasses in. It took three minutes. What's the rush? This time I didn't have to wait for you, so whatever, man. You oh, in fact, a little bit. I was ready last night, but but things got pushed. Yeah, things got pushed. Because I'd, I'd had enough. I'd had enough. I'd had enough. What'd you have enough of? You weren't ready. Why couldn't we go last night face to face? I had enough. Enough of the face to face. <laughs> oh that's nice oh they're still working around the office uh, get the vacuum out clean this up a bit no just grab that's... a drink oh okay Good. calm down calm down princess you're my princess leia so you are let tie that long hair into a bun on each side You get some sleep today a little bit what's a little bit i i don't know i was in bed but there's a lot of tossing and turning yeah yep by tossing did you beat off no i did not why not uh, i don't know didn't have it in me just what right every guy's got it in them just teach yourself a lesson <laughs> oh no. i've been bad too tired man never too tired do what i do just fall asleep while you're doing it you got no one to worry about walking into your room i uh i got back on uh, on the sit-ups thing because i took like a few days off for a little vacation and uh so I, I did tell. that i did that before sleeping i think that wrecks you i could tell you took a couple days off you shouldn't be doing that right before going to bed well they say you're not supposed to work out before you go to sleep but when i was younger that's the time when I would go to the gym would be like 9 p.m. Come home at 11, eat, and then go right to sleep. And I found I had really good sleeps because I was exhausted, right? And now I'm just too lazy to go to the gym at nighttime. Deal with all those muscle heads that go at nighttime. Run around jabbing each other with roids. So what did you do today? You didn't need any sleep today. I yes, I slept. 
we just come off overnights, folks, in case you're wondering what we're talking about. We had uh, two overnight shifts in a row, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, one of us. Don't make me edit and delete. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be careful what you say about in this record. Why? You're sensitive now. Mm -hmm. Well, I've had enough. You've had enough. You should have seen the two nights I had to deal with. These two nights were awesome, except when you were all pissy. They could have been awesome, but they're not. That's right. They could have been. Could have been. Don't be so pissy. Don't put on programming I don't like either and start pretending you're Neil Pert. You were hallucinating, for one. And since no one is there to talk to me, I might as well put something on the television. What do you think I was tapping, tapping away to? I don't know, Neil. What were you tapping away to? I was tapping away to nothing. I could, uh, feel, just, I could feel them on the desk. You're watching. I don't know what you're watching. A menagerie of like Beatles and the who. Yeah. Well, that's pretty nothing, good. Nothing present. Nothing. No. Present well, let's just put stuff on the background while I work away. And I was clomping my foot just to, just to keep my partner going. Just reliving the glory days. Right. No, I got to keep. You should have checked out that acoustic. YouTube channel that I told you about. Hold on. What I was watching was uh, the Quadrophenia movie, which is uh, a Who movie. Music from uh, Quadrophenia. Pretty out there movie. I don't know if it's something you can sit and watch. And uh, then after that, the Ruddles came on. Eric Idle's uh, parody of Beatlemania, which is always funny. You can watch that over and over again. Lots of great cameos in that. Who doesn't love Eric Idle? Hello? Oh, talking about something funny, so I'm tuning out. Can you talk about working out again? Listen, I'm not crazy about, who'd you say? Eric Idle. Yeah, I like him when he does his uh, Monty Python shit. But standalone, you can't take Eric Idle. No, I mean? just don't care, dude. I don't care anymore. Well, I went through my whole Monty Python phase and fucking here we. So you became in, uh, an expert high school. Really, you're watching Monty Python in high school. Yeah, everyone was doing it, man. <laughs> Reciting verbatim, uh, Holy Grail and Life of Brian bullshit. Oh, so you memorized a lot of stuff. Is what you said? I did back then. Not anymore. You became quite an expert. I flushed that garbage out of my head. <laughs> well, everyone should check out the Ruddles. It's a good time. It's funny. Eric Idle is the greatest. I do I not want to see a picture of the Ruddles. He put different hair hairstyle uh, on himself every time he did a stand up on the camera. It was funny. I was out thrifting months and months ago. Is this going to lead back to the Ruddles? Does it matter? I'm trying to bring uh, listeners back. No, it ties into it. I don't know what it was. It was like sometime this year and I was going through the book section and it was, and I think it was Eric Idle, Idle's book. Um, was he the guy that kept the journal every single day of everything that he did? I don't know. It was one of the Monty Python guys and I'm pretty sure it was Idle. Um, cause I read briefly the jacket of it and maybe a chapter or two. He kept a journal 
of every single thing that he did every day. I forget from starting when to what point, you know, but especially through all the start, even before the start of the money Python stuff and how it all started. So it was actually a pretty interesting, uh, idea for a book. I should have, I should have maybe considered picking it up and checking it out, but you just talking about that reminded me of that. I thought, you would, I thought you would have picked it out or found that book or something mm. since yeah. you're, you know, the biggest fan. That's what Gary Shamling did. He kept in an everyday journal, which is what that latest documentary is based on all his writings. So if you like that kind of thing, you should definitely check out that Gary Shamling documentary. Uh, I just find it too depressing. Tortured souls, man. I don't like reading about tortured souls. Who said he was a tortured soul? He was, I say he was, he was trying to, um, constantly grow within himself and find a better way to live. So maybe you might come away with something, maybe enlighten yourself out of your deep cloud of negativity. I'll do it. If you do it. I, well, I watched the documentary. I thought it was great. That enlightens you. Yeah, I, I came away with stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish you'd be more open-minded. And, uh, and like I said, no Ruddles <laughs> picture in our wallpaper. You wish I was more open-minded. Yeah. Okay. I think that documentary is called The Zen of Gary Shandling, I think. Because he was constantly in the search for that perfect Zen. So what else did you do today? Yeah, just slept, ran a bunch of errands, uh, and the kids are doing their, um, swimming lessons. They're one week straight of swimming lessons. So I had to go in the pool with them and, uh, practice their stuff today. I think my son's going to pass. This is his, I think, second time doing this particular um, it's not a color anymore like it was growing up. So they're like an animal, whatever animal it is. But my daughter might not pass. So I had to uh, practice her uh, front to back and back to front floats. So, you know, you float on your front and then you flip over to your back and you keep floating and vice versa. So that's what I was doing today. And then I uh, had to take my son to Taekwondo. That was it. And then I put the Jays game on and they were losing six, nothing. And then the third, and it was time to do this. That's it. Respect. I don't know how you manage to keep your kids in so many activities, work and shift like we do. Well, what do you mean? I got my, well, I got the wife and the mother-in-law. Oh, you got your staff to look after things. That's so true. the mother, mother-in-law takes them to swimming lessons in the morning. Cause that's from eight till eight 30 or eight 45. What Go ahead. Saying? I know you got a comment about that. No. What were you saying earlier about this acoustic grill thing you were talking about? Nah, it's just, thing. I didn't realize I had subbed to it, but they do a weekly, it's they're they mainly focus on acoustic guitars. So he's got a weekly podcast, video podcast that he does, but it's not just him talking. They show, you know, like they do reviews on, you know, the last one was uh, a DA that helps make acoustic guitars sound a certain way. 
And then they had like a, they showed a video from the company that does it. And then they showed a segment of uh, this guy from wherever he is, a manufacturer who manufactures his own guitars and how he's making them in his work, in his workshop and stuff like that. So it's not just someone yapping in front of a camera. It's, there's actually a production quality to this particular video cast. And then he's got other stuff too that he posts, you know, in terms of videos, uh, you know, tips or tricks or reviews. So you'd like him, man. He's got, he's got hair down to his tits like you and, uh, his beard and, uh, he's all tatted up, but he speaks, uh, you know, with knowledge and a bit of eloquence. Now he's not just some, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, some metalhead or some guitar guy who doesn't really know what he's talking about. He's actually, got some knowledge in the business that's worth listening to. So I forget the name of it. I'd have to go log on to my channel. Wow. You are such a poser. Hilarious. What? I love seeing man. And they were shown, uh, remember that I showed you to come over. I told you to come over and look at it. They were going a walkthrough tour of this, uh, massive, uh, guitar shop in Chicago. How about if you actually so you were maybe to play you should guitar? look into that? How about if you actually play guitar? Well, that would require me taking it off my stand, but then it would get dirty, and then I'd have to keep doing tuning it and cleaning it. So better right. just look. Better just well, look at it. Well, what was the name of this show again? This channel. I just told you two minutes ago. I forget the I, name of it. I'd have to log into acoustic uh, memories. Acoustic. Woodlands. That's acoustic something. Acoustic through the earth. Well, now I'm not going to talk anymore until I find out what it is. Well, I can say uh, that reminded me of some other. There is so much good, uh, like guitar channels. Well, there's good everything channels on YouTube nowadays. But uh, if you're interested in just looking at guitars and stuff, not necessarily learning how to play, well, there's tons of that. Um, another great channel is Norman's uh, Rare Guitars. It's a famous guitar shop, and they often put out videos uh, about some of the crazy rare guitars that have come into their shop. And they will often have uh, like musicians come in and tour the guitars and try them out and tell the stories behind it. I know uh, like Dweezil Zappa has been in a few videos where he's showing off guitars, talking about uh, very, very famous guitars that are in there very rare and uh guitars with lots of provenance behind them you ever heard of that one sorry i wasn't listening what it's called acoustic life dot tv yeah check it out i don't know if you like acoustic guitars and a good podcast on it hmm. what can i before we you get any further pleasure. you are a pleasure before we get any further what, what's today's date? We are recording on uh, a Wednesday, right? Is it a Wednesday? I'm on night, so it's hard, so hard to remember. Yes. What what's the date? It is Wednesday, July 11th. Hmm. Okay. What day was yesterday? <laughs> yesterday was July 10th, a Tuesday, which I said we should have recorded face to face. Anything special on July 10th? I don't think so. I didn't see anything in the news. 
they rescued all those kids uh, from the Thailand uh, mine. That was exciting. Uh, something even more important than that. More important. Um, I don't know. You got me. Was it someone's birthday that we know? I I have no idea whose birthday could it be. I didn't hear anything. No one was strutting their stuff saying it's my birthday. Who goes around strutting their stuff saying it's their birthday? I, some people. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Was it your birthday? Yes, it was my birthday yesterday. Well, happy birthday. No, I don't want it now. How would I know? How would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny though. Ruby told me happy birthday. Well, I, how would he know? I don't know, but he knew. And he took the time to come over and say it to me. Hmm. Well, maybe if you'd have mentioned something. Yeah. We no could one have else gotten... said happy birthday to me either. How are we supposed to know? None uh, of us. It's, on, of it's us. on my Twitter thing. It is not. It is. It says my birthday. And when I open something up, there's like all these balloons populated the screen from Twitter. Well, hmm. maybe you should have tweeted something yesterday. No, I, I'm not an asshole. I don't need to tell people it's my birthday. It's not our fault. I will not take the blame mm. and I will defend all the other people out there that did not wish you a happy birthday because you are Mr. Privacy. That's, that's a lot of people you have to defend. You are Mr. Privacy who refused to, um, I, uh, I will not forget this. You refuse to tell us stuff. So we are completely in the clear on this public one. knowledge on my Twitter account. We would have to go to your profile to see that. Doesn't it tell you? You didn't even tweet yesterday, so. Yes, I did. I know, because you critiqued a bunch of my tweets. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. Do I need well, to pull them up? Well, happy birthday, man. Uh, can you say how old you are? Doesn't matter now. That day doesn't count. So how old is Joe right now? Doesn't matter. Are we, are we going to be that vain that you cannot reveal your age? I'm like, not, I'm not like don't, Susan Lucci. Don't deflect it. Uh, are you being a Susan Lucci now? And the just, whole issue was no one said happy birthday. That's not our fault. I do not forget these things. That is not, not our fault. We can't be held to blame for that. You won't even tell us. Uh, how much you paid for a VHS tape at a yard sale? How are we supposed to know when your birthday is? I said I couldn't remember what I paid. Probably like Who 50 doesn't? cents. Who doesn't remember these things? Because I don't care. Well, I don't care. I love it. If the Joe shirt ever comes out, that's what should be on the front. I don't care. No one cares. Except wish me a happy birthday. You are a madman. Well, happy birthday. What happened yesterday? What was the festivities? Cause you didn't even let me know that there was like going to be stuff happening. You didn't take a day off. You didn't hint at it in the least. So I'm why would completely, I a, No, it's a test. I am completely in the clear on this one. You failed the test. You were at, I had, I, I had other people, uh, send me text messages saying happy birthday. Well, other nope. people must know. I do not. It's not my calendar. Do you want me to put my calendar now? Hey, would that make you happy? No, doesn't matter now. Okay, Google. 
Joe's birthday is July 11th. July 10th. <laughs> and your phone's making the mic go all crazy. Good. Happy birthday. What happened? What happened after you don't your put it in then? your calendar? Don't nope. Don't bother putting your calendar there because I could be dead by next year. Well, how am I supposed to remember next year if you keep it quiet? Mr. Chance. I could be dead. What happened? What was yesterday? We worked overnight. Are you out of it? Yeah, I'm on nights. I get all screwed up when I'm on nights. We worked. I had dinner at home and then uh, went out for an ice cream cheat, uh, treat with uh, the wife and the kids before I came into work. So you could have at least told me that. Then we'd know. I was nope. waiting to see. How? I don't have ESP, a crazy nut. You would ask me like just within the last month, uh, when's your, is your birthday coming up? And I said, I don't know. I said, don't worry about it. Well, there you go. There you go, you madman. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so you didn't go out for a big uh, big dinner? No, we just had dinner at home. You didn't get like a giant, did you get a birthday pan of lasagna? Lasagna? No, we just did, uh, we just did burgers and hot dogs. Nice and easy. Didn't have time for anything really good, man. Didn't want to be rushed. So whatever, it's fine. I treated myself to a birthday present that should be coming in the mail, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Oh, and what is that? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spoiling it on the air. What is there to spoil? This is video content. Oh, well, God, we can't stand in the way of that channel's progress. Here we go. Can we? That channel has got some uh, some movement to do. So yes, let us let us hold back and not have a general conversation about the latest plastic toy you bought because it will be going on. I didn't yeah. say I didn't say it was a plastic toy. Oh, what is it then? We'll find out. This is great. Tune in every week to find out what's next on the My Life and Collecting youtube channel i'll let you guys know when it comes out that's a very exciting hmm. all right everybody you've been listening to uh your latest episode of stc pod the uh, start to continue podcast my name is bill with me always is my partner and sidekick joe and uh what we do is we sit down every week for an hour of a ramble fest talking about whatever comes up uh off the cuff whatever has been happening in our lives in a personal and uh, up close way with our listeners so they can hear everything that's going on with us and uh, enjoy it as much as we do, even though we're often at odds with each other and uh, getting more at each other's throats because Joe is getting crazier in his old age. So what can I do? <laughs> I just can play defense only for so long. I got to throw a couple. Anyways, this episode is brought to you by the very first annual C3 Cartridge Club convention happening this year in two weeks. This comes out on Friday, so that means it's not the Friday after that, but it's the Friday after that. The Cartridge Club family is pilgrimaging together and meeting in uh, Chicago for the weekend 
There is um, convention space booked at a hotel. Uh, if you want to find out where and when, go to cartridgeclub.org, click on the forums, and go to gaming conventions and find out everything you need to know. Absolutely everyone who listens to these podcasts or watch these videos or engages with us or even listens to us through the cartridge club is invited to come and check us out and meet everybody involved. We want to meet as many people as the cartridge club network touches. So I can also finally reveal some of which that is happening on the Saturday in the convention space. Um, that would be July 28th. If you are a fan of podcasting and in particular, this very podcast you're listening to, and as well, our little sisters podcast, our little sister cast retro Fandango, you definitely want to come and check it out because myself, Bill from STC pod and Kevin buried on Mars from retro Fandango will be recording live in front of an audience, a live podcast, live casting to the world, uh, major crossover event. We'll be doing that, uh, in front of everyone who is there at the Chicago convention. And, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be talking stories. We'll talk, uh, lots of, we can talk comedy, we can talk music because Joe's not going to get upset. We can take uh, questions from the audience. We can, uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. There's going to be some uh, more surprises there for sure. And of course, we're not the only ones that will be presenting that day. There's a whole lineup of uh, production and activities happening. So if you can, if you're in the area or you want to make the trip, come to Chicago at the end of July on the weekend and check things out. It's going to be fun. On with the, the show. Throw back to Joe, where he is looking at his desk. That was a good promo. CC Chicago Con. Chicago Con. You have no reaction to the reveal that me and Kevin will be doing a crossover episode of our podcast? Uh, no. Hmm. Who else he, is doing uh He just makes everyone brim with confidence when you have conversations with Joe. He just doles out the love. Do you it need is, me to pump you up so that you yep. can do a good job? That would be nice. Or at least you could get upset that uh, this is happening and you're not there. I, I want something. No. No? Nothing? You have nothing to say about it. Who else is doing uh, podcasts? I don't want to reveal the entire lineup, All but right. there will be that's fine. There will be some more exciting stuff happening for sure. Yeah. You want to talk about how we watched Unbreakable? Yeah, I guess. Is, is there anything I don't know? I just kind of forgot how good a movie it was. Did you not enjoy it? I didn't enjoy it and and did, I forgot. Did you say did or did not? I did. I had forgotten, like I said to you when we were watching it, how like Shamalama Ding Dong there directed the shit out of that movie. Like every scene is incredibly thought out, um, camera blocking wise and lighting and, uh, the way the actors move through the scene and how they present to the camera, like every single scene. Yeah, but did he so not do the out. same 
did he not do the same thing with uh, Sixth Sense? Yeah, absolutely. However, I think that as much of a gain for the movie is also it's Achilles heel because it starts to uh, become a little bit too much as the movie goes along. It becomes a little tiring. The audience uh, suffers from fatigue from all of these shots, if that's possible. I think it is because I fatigued from it. I enjoyed it, so I did not fatigue, but it's probably because I work out. I think it's because you have gaps where you're not present in a movie. Probably so you're I'm a physical beast. You're good. You're you're in there in the beginning, and he comes in at the end. What else did that guy make? That's why you love Star Trek motion picture so much. Because you you just gap out during what that movies whole did M sequence. Night Shyamalan make? Hmm. I'm not finding anything for that. Really? What movies did M. Night Shyamalan make? Shyamalan? <laughs> Hello? What movie? What movies did M. Night Shyamalan make? Here are seven movies starring M. Night Shyamalan. Whoa. There you go. That's how you say it if you're British. Yeah. That's why I like British chicks. They're hot. Lady in the Water. I still like that one. Never saw it. Signs, I like that one. Mm, Unbreakable, right. I liked it. The Last Airbender, I didn't care for, unfortunately. Oh, I forgot he did that. Never saw it. Uh, the Happening. Was Never saw the, it. Was that the other... Um, oh, fuck, what's his name? Oh, that was Mark Wahlberg, okay. And Zoe Deschanel. Is that the one where... What is happening there? Stars as a man who takes his family on the run where a natural disaster threatens to end civilization. For years, the earth has been the victim of mankind's progress and the population has finally built to a point called Blacklash. An invisible neural toxin is released into the air, making the people in Philadelphia go crazy and kill themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, the Village, I like that one. And Sixth yeah. Sense. Didn't see it, and I saw it. It was fine. So he's done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, I know I like five out of the seven. Anyway, I think Unbreakable is worth going back and watching if you haven't seen it in such a long time. Yeah, it is worth a rewatch. And then we sure. watched uh, Alien and Aliens. No, I didn't. I was doing my work. All right, well, I did. But I'd just seen them not too recently, so in the not too distant recent. I need to find a copy of Aliens where it's not been edited because there's a whole bunch of scenes that I used to really like that they uh, they never show anymore like when they're barricading themselves inside that facility on the planet and uh, some of the mich- some of the weaponry that they recover from the from their aircraft that crashes they have these automated machine gun turrets that they plant in the hallways. There's mm-hmm. a whole scene where the aliens are just uh, filtering through the hallway, and these machines are just taking them out, and, he, and the countdown on on the gun or on the bullet count on the machines is just like going down, 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 down to like ten percent, five percent, and just the tension on that part I always love, but they never show it on. And this wasn't even on TV. This was uh, like on the movie channel. Why would it be cut out? I'm sure it was in there. You just might have cut it. It was not because I'm. Why I'm would always, they edit that out? I don't know, but I'm always looking for it. 
<laughs> I'm always looking for it. <laughs> they never show it. Well, you missed a whole bunch of the first movie, remember? Because you're uh, you're recording. Yeah, because you changed the channel on it. Do my work. Do my work. Wrong well, priorities. Because no one gives a shit. <laughs> Speaking of which, I keep seeing previews for previews, trailers, something. It may have been the last Avengers movie, the one where Ant Man is in there. Why is it that when he becomes a big man and he's picking stuff up and throwing it around, everything moves like in super slow motion for him? Oh, that is my pet peeve of every giant movie. If you're big like that, why are you not able to move in real time like you were human size or even like ant size? I know, man. That is at some trope that's been in cinema as long as they've been put in putting like giants they just move super slow and i don't know why and it drives me bonkers i hope the whole new ant movie he's not super slow when he's giant i'm so far behind on these movies i have to see i haven't seen civil war yet and then i guess this one with ant-man being big that was that is that avengers civil war yeah okay so i'm only behind one movie then Plus this new Ant-Man movie coming out. Which I think looks pretty good. It's going to be super fast. The stuff's going to be going big, going small, fast. It's a whole new choreography of fighting because it puts a whole new dimension to a, to a fight. Uh, Evangeline's not as hot as she was on lost. I used to go bonkers over her, dude. That's your takeaway. She was a little frustrating and lost. I used to do bad things to myself when she was on lost. Really? Her character was so, oh man, she bounced around from, uh, dude, I'm just looking at her. That's all. Uh, yeah. Right. That was one of the many things frustrating not, and lost. Not analyzing her, uh, her back history. Well, yeah. we can finally discuss all of the terrible movies we saw. I don't remember. So refresh my memory. Well, we were excited to watch that Tomb Raider movie, the new one. I thought we talked about that. I think we just touched on it briefly. Yeah, that was garbage. And I was so looking forward to that. It was terrible right from the beginning. Everything about it. Every action sequence, every every concept. There's so much eye rolling going on. The uh, execution of the movie. There was, there was the, the movie score throughout every single scene of that movie. Every moment of the movie had some kind of ominous tones happening or some kind of music. It was really distracting. It was too much. Uh, then it, they're trying to do video game stuff in it where she's doing like platforming. Uh, every single move was ridiculous. So much eye rolling. There was a uh, way too much convenience in that movie. Convenience. Nothing yeah, makes sense. Well, everything was too convenient. Oh, right. Okay. Like, everything she did. Obviously, yes, I know it's done for the movie. They've got a time frame to squeeze everything in. They can't spend her having weeks trying to figure out something and then finally track a person down. But it just, she was so easily able to decipher codes and, and find people and, and find transportation that took her to the right destination. What was it? I don't even know if like the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies were as bad as this one. I don't think they were. <laughs> Maybe not. 
And those were ridiculous. The guy from Enter the Badlands was in it, uh, which was I thought was really cool seeing him on the big screen. And uh, at first, he's he wants nothing to do with her. She's just a pain in his neck. He's willing to do this thing for her for cash or something. And then instantly, he is willing to give up his life for her. And uh, so is everyone else. That yeah, she's encounters. willing to go back and try and rescue her as everything is uh, exploding and falling apart around them. And yeah, so did everyone else. So all the other prisoners. Yep. Yeah, let's stay behind. Let's rescue this chick we just met uh, two days ago. <laughs> it was unfortunate. I don't know. I, I, I hope it doesn't affect or lessen any future uh, future roles that she does because I really enjoyed her in. Uh, Oh crap. Uh, ex machina, right? Mm-hmm. Just dial it back to like that level, you know, where you can allow the audience to breathe a minute. Don't have this sound constantly wow. glaring at them. You know, she probably thought that, well, it's a franchise that has been successful with the prior two, two movies. I think that's all there was. And then throw on top of that the video game franchise. So she's probably talked into that, you know, it's going to be a guaranteed success based on past movie uh, box office as well as, you know, the the, the population of uh, video game players that are, would be interested in going to see it. So let's well, back the dump truck of cash in your driveway and sign up for the movie. I don't blame her. Like her performance is fine. That is just terribly executed movie. So much yeah, layers. Would she not realize that? Would she not realize that from the script? She, yeah, yeah, should have. There's so much in a scene when there's no audio. You know, how many of those movies have we seen where a scene is just, you know, somewhat? What's that movie that we were going to watch this week that was a big hit this summer? Uh, Quiet well, it's, Place. It's the one with uh, the British chick and. Uh, the guy from the office. Yeah. John Krasinski. And I haven't seen it yet, but from what I hear, there's a lot of silence in it. There's a lot you can do in the dead pool of silence. What's his wife's name again? Um, it's not, I keep wanting to say banks for some reason. It's not okay. banks. Hey, I got it. I got it already. What's that? Emily what? Blunt. You had to think about it. You forgot for a second. No, I had it. That's I finally got one right away. Who's the chick in Tomb Raider we've been talking about? Uh, Vikander, Alicia Vi- Vikander. That can't be right. Yes. Who was the lead? Who was the lead star in the latest Tomb Raider movie? Tomb Raider features Alicia Vikander, Dominic West, Walton Goggins, and others. There you go. I was right, Alicia Vikander. <laughs> And Goggins was in it too. Like they had a great cast. It's just, ugh. yeah, Goggins is good. I liked him from um, Justified. Did you ever watch that show? Nope. With uh, that had one of your stable of men in it, right? No, it's well done. Uh, who? Joey, glad to help. <laughs> who is a star of Justified? Justified features Timothy Oliphant, Walton Goggins, Nick Cersei, and others. That's right. Timothy Oliphant. Ladies love that guy, man. That went on to do 
six seasons, and I think I saw the first three. Yeah, he's one of your dudes that you love. He's uh, he's a good he, actor. Yeah, he's, he's the poor man, man Josh Dumal. Yeah, no, except, except he can act. He's uh, of course in the Santa Clarita Diet, which which uh, was amazing. Yeah, and you still have yet to see the season two. You still yet to see Justified, season one. I don't. What? No, don't what? <laughs> Stick, That's completely you? different than Santa Clarita Diet, which is just a little half an hour episodes of brilliance. There's no reason why you can't watch that. Why is no reason you can't watch Justified? Because I don't want it. A lot of people like it. It's really well done. All right, next on the trash movies we took in together. You remember this one? Um, what's it called? You know, with the robots. With the robots? The robots fighting the... The... Uh, the... You know, the weird giant alien things that are coming up from the abyss. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> we have serious mental issues. We can't remember this. What was serious the name issues? of? Uh, oh my god! Here is what I found: nitric oxide. Maybe that's uh, what we got. <laughs> what? Right here you go. <laughs> Prime. What was the name of the movie where the robots and monsters came out of the ocean? I don't really know. Hmm. Black, <laughs> black, not no, black. Prime, prime something. Prime. Optimus. No, no, it's not prime. Prime. Okay, wait. What's the what's the black guy's name from the first one? All the ladies love this guy. He's in the uh, Dark Tower movie. Yeah. Who's the star of the Dark Tower movie? <laughs> Let's work this out one step at a time. Show me Idris Elba's movies. Here are some Idris Elba movies. Okay. Come on. Ah, Pacific Rim 2. Yeah, that's what I said. Pacific Rim. 2. Yeah. Because the first one was somewhat okay. No, it was terrible too. Its concept was ridiculous. It wasn't as bad as this one. The, the concept, I cannot, I cannot get past this incredibly stupid concept of two pilots running on treadmills in a robot's head or chest to make the robot move. It, that is an absolute stupidest, idiotic uh, user interface for a robot or a drone that I, is, it's unimaginable how stupid that is. And they try to. Keep it going for the second one. Well, the interface between the, I like the, I like how they did the interface though between the two pilots where they sort of have to somewhat link together. Okay, mentally. sure, do that, but have them sitting at a keyboard or something. Don't run on a treadmill and they have to punch the air. It yeah, is so had, ridiculous. No, they had to put them within the machines. Okay, otherwise there be no cause. How about or, the second? Uh, there'd be no recourse for them if they were going into battle, if they were just sitting at a, at a desk playing yeah, like a video game. Exactly. The fact that they're actually in the machines, there is, 
there's consequences to whatever actions they choose then, right? Yeah. The consequence is as soon as they get dropped from the helicopter and land, the inertia from landing would turn them into scrambled eggs at the bottom of the robot. Or the moment they get hit, the inertia would have them plastered around, around the back of it. I the think whole concept. I think, aren't they hanging? I think they're hanging in the machine. It is beyond ridiculous. And then well, let's wrestle this thing. Oh, how about we use our gun? No, no, we save that for later. It's ridiculous. I hate this movie. I hate it. It was bad. So I'm going in already hating it because I I can't buy the concept. But uh, the movie doesn't make any attempt to redeem itself. It's just. Didn't we watch one good movie or was that? Do you have anything else to say about the specific room? Anything else that anything else that you remember that was terrible? Aside from the bad acting from uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Well, I know one. I know one thing that bothered me was the actual uh, creatures from the first one were minor characters in this one. It was all based upon uh, what's his face, the scientist guy from the Good Guys, who went crazy because he interfaced with the kaiju mm. from the first movie mm-hmm. thus he tried to he took pieces of kaiju brain and and tried to you know like sort of like uh cybernetically attach it to their own uh robotic devices and have it take over so the whole purpose of pacific rim was those big kaiju creatures and how cool they were and now they're like they're in this movie like five, 10 minutes at the most. It's all about human political uh, warfare and, and business tactics. Well, what good movie did we watch? Well, that we talked about that in the last recording, I think, or the one before. Yeah. We watched chips. Yes. And we loved it. No one backed us up on that. I didn't hear anyone on Twitter back us up on that. I still say that was a surprisingly fun movie. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Doc Shepard's uh, prior movie to that one. What was it? What movies did Doc Shepard make? Here are movies matching Shepard. Show me Dax Shepard IMDb. Dax performance index traded down 1.53%. Why do you bother with this? This is crazy. Show me Dax Shepard's movies. Sorry, I could. Show me Dax. Shepherd's movies. Here are some Dax Shepherd movies. Hit and run. Jeez. Yeah. He has a podcast now too, apparently. Oh, uh, no, I don't know if I could deal with him on a podcast, mm-hmm. man. Maybe. Yeah. Every time he come, comes on Ellen, I can't stand him. Oh, I did want to mention too. I did see, uh, there was this documentary, uh, a rock kind of documentary following black Sabbath, his last Black Sabbath's last tour. And that was on one of these super channels. It's on free preview. So that came on, I think it came out last year and uh, I hadn't seen that one. I thought it was pretty good. Um, a good mix of uh, music as well as actual documentary stuff. What? Did you see Sabbath ever live? No, I, never, I, I wasn't. Never. I wasn't into that shit, man. Oh, it would have been cool. What about Ozzy? No, Ozzy. No, not interested. Yeah. His first, uh, his first number he does at the concert they show. It's it's pretty rough, but he once he gets going, 
he's still he's still doing it. He's still hitting it. Sounds pretty good. He does like to get the audience to clap quite a bit, which as an audience member, I hate uh, hate clapping. Yeah, I don't want to do anything physical <laughs> while I'm at a concert. I'm not dancing around like an asshole. I'm not jumping around. I'm not I would love to my see hands. you at a concert, dude. Well, arms I'm folded. folded. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm staring at the band, enjoying every single uh, minute detail and movement that they do while they perform. Yeah, I'm watching the guitarist, checking out the drummer, listening to how they sound together. I'm not fucking there to dance. And spend, I hate. I just spend three hundred dollars on a concert ticket to go dance. Wow. Well, maybe if the music moved you a little bit, it would be worth a little sway in your seat. That's not dancing. That's swaying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You should have a little sway. I'm not dancing like an asshole. But I hate it when they get the audience clapping because inevitably within a few bars, the audience is completely off rhythm and it just throws everything off. But it seemed like Ozzy wanted to get them to clap for every single song. He loves it. That's his move. Um, People shouldn't be clapping. Nobody clapped to his songs in the early days. Maybe right. they did. Maybe they no, did. They, no, they How didn't. Do you know? How do you know? Because they didn't. His music wasn't clappable too. So it was interesting uh, catching up with the band and uh, getting some behind the scenes look at them all. It's, I'm always fascinated at uh, Tony Iommi with his, uh, his chopped off fingers, you know, being able to play guitar as well as he does with his little nubs there. It's uh can you, can you, think of how you could play guitar without feeling the strings on two of your fingers. Like, how do you do that? He's a professional. How do he lose his fingers? Well, I don't know if I remember this right, but wasn't it some kind of mill accident, uh, working at a sawmill or something? Wasn't that it? I'm asking you. I can't remember every single thing in the world. How did Tony Iommi lose his fingers? Here's what I found on the web for how did Tony Iommi lose his fingers? Uh, well, you're right. According to the vintagenews.com, uh, machine-related accident. A time when Tony Iommi lost his fingertips in a machine-related accident, prompting the birth of heavy metal. Signature sound of uh, Paranoid from Black Sabbath would not have existed if it had not been for Tony Iommi. Uh, Guitars, fuck, just one of his fingers. That day, had to work a big machine that cut metal sheets, much like a guillotine. He had to be properly trained how to use the machine and was manually sliding the metal sheets along the conveyor belt when the cutter caught Iomi's two fingertips on his right hand, slicing them off. Uh, we're up on terrible news. Even though he had the option of switching hands and playing right-handed, he dismissed it as it would take much too, too much time to learn and change his style. The factory manager visited him in the hospital and told him the story of Django Reinhardt, the renowned jazz guitarist, as an act of encouragement. Uh, blah, blah, blah. 
He was a major contributor to jazz, and he, much like he only lost his fingers on the left hand in an accident. He only played with two fingers, which required very specific tuning of his guitar strings. After hearing the story, Iomi was inspired. He stuck plastic tips on his fingers to compensate for the injury and started to rework his technique to better fit his condition. Hmm. He couldn't feel the strings as he pressed down on them. He also had difficulty bending them as they were too thick. So he had to make his own light gauge guitar strings. That's cool. Yeah. He also began tuning his guitar down his guitar as far as three semitones below the standard E tuning. While listening, the strings made it easier for Iomi to play. This also made the guitar sound more heavier and more aggressive, pioneering a totally new feel to rock and roll. The essential Black Sabbath album Master of Reality integrated this low tuning to create a masterpiece. Ah, cool. There you go. Good read. Yeah, I never knew. I think I think I knew he lost his fingers. I didn't know how. All right, so. are you done with that? Did you at least want to hear what I did last weekend, or you still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck on. on just your life of yesterday and not having your birthday mentioned. Well, thanks for bringing up the bad memories again. Respect. <laughs> All right. What did you do last weekend? Well, let me tell you, it was uh, my father's 75th birthday. And so me and my sisters got together had to figure out what to get him. Of course, at this age, what can you get anybody? So it's always a challenge every year, but my sister did come up with a plan. She found, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Kingston Penitentiary in Kingston, Ontario. I think might not be the oldest, but it's up there. Canada's one of Canada's oldest penitentiaries recently closed down in 2013. Uh, it's right along the water on Kingston and it's just a massive complex. And it was built in the 1800s and I don't know, you can go to any town in Canada. I imagine maybe on I'm speaking from Ontario. And you go look at their local jail that was built in the 1800s or whatever. They are all just magnificent pieces of architecture. I don't know, something about jails. They had to do them 100% all out. Uh, and Kingston is known for its limestone quarries. So this is built with a lot of limestone. And it's all, you know, very meticulously put together. Has some gothic looks to it and crazy arches and all kinds of cool stuff. Anyways, as soon as this jail closed in 2013, um, the heritage office or whatever in Kingston would periodically offer walking tours of it, but they would just do it for like a week. I'd say, okay, tickets are on. So we're going to do tours of the jail. Here's tickets. And they would sell out instantly. Boom. They did this for a few years until they finally figured out, well, we should be doing this hundred percent of the time. Cause there's this many people that want to tour this. And, uh, as well, I should mention that the Kingston pen is, or was uh, a maximum security, uh, jail and housed. If you were a notorious Canadian criminal, you were probably at the Kingston pen. 
So it is notorious for the people that were in it. Anyways, nowadays they offer tours all day long. And uh, my sister secured us some tickets for it, for the extended tour, not just the regular tour. So they're all guided tours with tour guides. So that was interesting. So we got to show up at the, the Kingston Pen, and you get in there and you got to sign a waiver in case you get injured. And you have to promise not to wander off because uh, there's a, there is a lot of nooks and crannies you could jump into and get lost. And uh, then you're off in a way doing this guided tour. So that's what we did. There was 15 of us in this guided tour and we took a walk around uh, the Kingston pen. And I think I took a few photos. Maybe I'll put together something on the blog. Does that make sense? people to look at put a little little article together and show the photos on the blog so if you want to see the photos go to stcpod.com and uh, you'll see some history of uh, Canada's most famous prison well maybe it's most famous prison but it was a lot of fun it was very interesting to go through and uh, you could see cells that were created in the 1800s right up to like modern day cell blocks that were had all the modern whatever and uh when this was closed it was a stupid debacle of political pressure you know to save a few bucks they closed this thing and it was so insane because it was in the middle of uh one of the cell blocks was in the middle of renovations as the order came to close it and even though the place had closed there were still contractors in there completing their contract their renovation contract that's how insane and stupid government spends money. So even though this place is closed and all the prisoners were out, there were still contractors in there laying tile because they had to finish their contract. Like they had just invested $3 million in the thing and then close it. Anyways, we all, we all know about government expenditures. So you go through this prison and you get to hear, uh, they had actual prison guards there who, who, uh, you know, 30 years experience, 20 years experience, got to tell you the stories. They don't get into any names of any of the famous people that are there for uh, the protection of any victims. You know, they don't want victims to feel exploited by talking about the people that were there. So you don't get that personal into the story of prisoners, but there was still lots of interesting stories like the, the prisoners that managed to break out or uh, prison guards that got killed on site. Uh, there was three major riots there and, uh, there used to be a women's prison inside that complex, which was interesting. Like back in the 1800s, uh, there were like a living arrangements inside the prison complex for the guards. So you would literally, uh, live in the prison and work in the prison and you went to bed in the prison. Like they had apartments for the guards, which I thought was interesting. And they showed us the, uh, like conjugal visit little, little apartments that were out in the yard. They were all fenced in, but they looked like little apartments. They had little gardens out front and, uh, prisoners on good behavior would be granted like a week to stay in this apartment at full kitchens and bedrooms and living rooms and TVs in them. They could have their family there. And they said like it was not uncommon to see the kids playing in the little in the little front yards of these little apartments 
all inside this prison complex, which is uh, pretty extraordinary to think about. Uh, they told a one story of a prisoner that did escape <clears throat> super charismatic character. And this, if you've ever seen the, uh, the Alcatraz movie with Clint Eastwood, where he dramatizes that very famous prison break in Alcatraz, this, this, I thought it was really close to this. Uh, this guy was in Kingston pen because he was known as, uh, an escape artist. So they thought he couldn't get out of, he had escaped, he had escaped in a couple other prisons. So they thought he would be safer in the Kingston one. And they put him in there and uh, he was very charismatic. Everyone loved him. Uh, the guards liked him. And this prison had several workshops, um, in the complex, uh, from repairing mailbags to upholstery to, uh, fabrication, and mechanical stuff and you had to apply to work at these places and this guy was so charismatic he managed to work at a bunch of these shops at the same time and that was part of his plan to escape because he thought if he appeared missing for his for his uh shift of work they his supervisors would just assume he was working at one of his other jobs at the time which is how he played it leading up to his escape. So he would be missing for a shift and then he'd explain the next day. Oh no, I worked this shift at that one. I got to do this one tomorrow. So I might not be here, but I'll be here, you know, as well. In one of the shops he worked, he managed to create a dummy of himself, which he uh, managed to get back to his cell. And he put that in the bunk and leading up to this, he would always sleep in his bunk with one leg over the edge. And he slept that way for like a, a couple weeks. So the guards got used to him seeing a leg over the ledge in his bunk until he ultimately put the dummy up there and put the leg of the dummy over the ledge. So the guards would just naturally, that's what they're used to seeing him sleep like. And in this time of the penitentiary's history, when they did head counts, you didn't have to actually get out of your bed to uh, be counted. They would just go by the cells and see people in there and count them off. So that worked to this guy's advantage as well. So he had all this pre-arrangement going on. He got the dummy ready and uh, he figured out where he's going to be in the shop. One of these shops had a, had a, uh, a loading dock on the second floor, you know, where you crane supplies up to the second floor. That was going to be his escape route. He fabricated a uh, grappling hook and rope and all that. One night he finally, he makes his move. He's out of there. He scampers down the loading dock, grappling hook over the, uh, over the wall. Um, and the wall did have towers, I think five, five towers on all the walls this night, the one tower that would have been in sight of him scaling the wall was actually unmanned due to, um, personnel shortages. So he was lucky that way too. And he got out over the wall and he was gone. And prior to this, he had asked his cellmates, you know, if you can go on my cell, you know, move, move the stuff on the desk around, you know, move uh, the blankets, just, you know, have the TV going, change the channel, turn it off, just do little things in my cell. They did not notice this guy was gone for two weeks. <laughs> you believe that? Two weeks. He was not missed. 
you got to think those guards so, had a talking to after that. He got, he escaped, but he obviously got captured again. He did not get captured. He, he wasn't a good dude by any means because he, he knocked over like a gas station and a Canadian tire and a bank and he was still on the lam, but he had developed some kind of, um, history with a reporter and he was actually on the phone with this reporter, um, talking, you know, whatever. And, uh, at some point his weapon discharged and he did kill himself. They don't know if he meant to, or if it was an accident, but hmm. he brought about his own demise. Yeah. I can't imagine what the, Jeez, what year was this? Hmm. Maybe the eighties. I can't believe how lax security or how it sounded security was in terms of like, even with the cell open and, and you think there'd be someone there who would rat him out saying this guy escaped or, you know what I mean? Just there was a dummy in the bed and his friends would just walk in and out and change the channel and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, it was wild. So you got to hear lots of cool stories like that. And the, there was a really uh, brutal riot that happened. I think they said in the seventies where uh, it just got really out of hand. And there was a cell block where they put uh, people in pr protective custody. And that's not just the celebrities. That's the uh, sex offenders and the, the diddlers and the real low lives, you know, in prison, those guys, can't be with the general population because the general population will elicit justice on them. That shit doesn't fly in the prisons. So these, yeah, these guys are always in protective custody. When this riot happened, uh, they got in there and they hauled those guys out. And in the middle of the cell block, they beat and tortured those guys and killed a few of them. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. And then, uh, you know, many upgrades in the jail. They uh, had tunnels for the guards to run through. There was in the middle of that main cell block and a huge tower was like an armed centerpiece that uh, that's where all the weapons were. And there was no way a, a prisoner could get into that. It was this just armored centerpiece. So you could stick uh, rifles out of the tiny windows and quell anything that happened. It's pretty cool. Now, I, I will say the drawback of the tour was I did not get to see those tunnels. I didn't get to see the towers or inside the control rooms. I didn't get to go in any of those armored turrets. Like they had a gymnasium where uh, they play floor hockey and volleyball and all that jazz. And it's the only gymnasium you'll ever see that has like armored turrets. And there was three of them. But I you couldn't see inside of them, which was weird. Or the bell tower. They had this massive bell tower on the front gate that would ring at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. And apparently prior to urban communication, if that bell rang at any other time than the beginning or the end of the day, that signified any guard that lived in the city, if he heard that bell, he was to come running to the jail because something was up. So that was a way to signal backup as well as the beginning and start of the day. So I thought that was cool. I want to see that bell, but that wasn't happening. 
Hmm. I think they're saving all those really cherry pieces of the tour for when uh, the massive amount of people coming for these tours starts to slow down. Then they'll offer like VIP tours and ghost tours and overnight stuff. That's when all that stuff will come in. Do they say if uh, anybody out of, out of uh, Canada was coming for these tours, like, She's like, I, I got to think, man, because I just could not believe the amount of people coming in and out of there. And that's every day, all day long. Massive amounts of people coming to see this thing. Like, yeah, you, you got to look up these, these old jails in Canada, man. They were all designed to intimidate and to show the, the breadth of your crime and what you're about to be subjected to. Like, I know the Don Jail down in Toronto. I haven't been able to tour that, but it's a very famous decommissioned jail to go check out. Like the architecture in that is just mind blowing. Like the staircases, uh, they aren't supported by just a metal bracket. This metal bracket in the Don jail is carved out of cast iron into the shape of a dragon breathing fire. Like that's how crazy the stuff is in the Don jail. And even our jail, our heritage jail here in Barrie is this big gothic, you know, mantelpiece with a huge bell tower on it. It's just crazy. Anyways, I'm going to put something together, hopefully. Hopefully I'll put something together and you need to check that out next time you go to stcpod.com. Cool. Well, more importantly, did your dad enjoy the birthday gift? Yep. Yeah, I think he was, he was very happy with it. Yep. He was good. Mm-hmm. Good. Glad to hear it. Is that something you'd ever do? Uh, it'd have to be something I, I would do on my own. I don't think my wife would have any interest. And uh, I wouldn't want to subject my kids to it. I'd probably find it interesting more so, like you said, for you know hearing some of the stories that the architecture I still find fascinating that they would put that much or that effort, if any, and not to mention the, the, the money for it into, like you said, the stonework of the archways. Cause I saw some of the pictures that you took, you know, the, the ceilings, uh, you know, stuff that you, you wouldn't think a prison would have on the inside because you'd want it to be as, secure as possible but at the same time as cheap as possible to to make and manufacture right yeah you think a prison it'd just be cinder blocks you know yeah straight white walls everything's like 90 degree angles nothing exactly. special about it uh yeah okay i say you do it i think you should do um do a do a video of it i know you took still still pictures but i think People would prefer maybe seeing the pictures with your voiceover on them, describing <laughs> what what there is there instead of having to read it. Uh, really? Well, too much work. <laughs> I, I don't know if I like those kind of videos. I know that's the the main medium of videos on in uh, my life in collecting is Joe's voiceover work. It is sweet. But, uh, well, you do what you want. I think it'll be great though. And on that note, we got to wrap this one up. 
right on. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode. Uh, hope to see you back next week for the next episode. Uh, Pod. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel channel where you can maybe find this video that Joe's talking about. Uh, that is YouTube slash start to continue. Uh, we just put up a pickup video and, uh, that was exciting, right? Well, it made it exciting. It, it, it was exciting because I got to know that, uh, this, the products Joe just breezed through on his end of the video will get a much more detailed and beautifully shot version on my life in collecting. I believe your comment during that actual record. So it is on there was hurry up. We're running out of time. It was a long one. Well, Cause you took forever to get through your thing. You're making these comments, waiting for me to say something back. Well, yeah, that is the whole point of our make, videos. You're making fun of me. You don't know comedy. You wouldn't like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to respond to that. Did, did you forget what SDC style means? It means it's our, our funny commentary yeah, over random we, objects. We, we evolve. We, we, we change. We, we, become better over time. Oh God. People don't care about the objects. They care about us busting chops. It's over. exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Then why do you reshoot it again uh, for another channel? Because it's I, exhausting. I don't have to argue with someone when I'm doing it. Hmm. All right, everybody. Don't forget to uh, head on over to sdcpod.com. Uh, there's going to be lots of stuff there for you to look at, as well as uh, your Amazon links are there on our website. We're an affiliate of Amazon, so we get a tiny commission if you purchase through our links found on sdcpod.com. And most importantly, Prime Day is right around the corner. Uh, I think it's next week. Uh, that's uh, You're going to see some big-time deals. Big-time deals on is that uh, just for prime members or is that how's that work it is for prime members but please go ahead through our links and become a prime member for free for a month and then you can get all the prime day deals and uh, i'll disclose to you if you become a prime member through our website that's just like giving us three bucks so please do that it would mean a lot and help us out you can, and then after that month, you can forget like I did and become a prime member for a year and not buy anything. Yeah. It's I think awesome. we'll do that. It's awesome. <laughs> it's worth hanging on for a little bit longer as a prime member though, because, um, the, uh, the man from the high castle will be coming back very soon on Amazon prime. So you can watch that. And that's, that's worth it right there. Well, but I, go ahead. Definitely, uh, before your month is out, you can cancel it and that you'll get all your prime day deals for free. free I, did, I did watch the first two seasons of the grand tour on Amazon prime. Right. And as you say, that's simply delightful. And there's a delightful, grateful dead documentary on there too, from Scorsese. So it's a lots of good shit on there. A anything else I can mention, please give us a review on iTunes or uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. And I think that's about it. All right. All right, Joe, I will see you in a couple days at work. What looking do you got planned for the it? days off? Are you looking uh, forward to it? <laughs> will it be a belated birthday for me? 
Do you want me to bring something in? No. It's too late now for it. What do you got planned? Uh, I got to get uh, uh, some eBay stuff cleaned up. Got to clean up some eBay stuff. So uh, uh, quickly, just quickly, I spent an hour today putting a huge Beatles rock band limited edition bundle box into a custom I got all the components in their box, bubble wrapped into the box. Then I foam wrapped that box, created a custom box to put that box into, sealed that all up, got that ready, turned around, and one of the pieces from the bundle was sitting out on my couch. I was ready to throw the whole thing in the backyard. I was so angry. Ugh. So there's a tip for you. And you're sealing stuff up. Make sure it's all in there. Christ. So what did what did that cost in terms of uh, packaging? Um, nothing. Nope. Nothing. I nope. get it. Under the table. Well, I I dumpster dove for some uh, cardboard from I think an appliance store from uh, Little Caesars Pizza. Built it out of dirty pizza boxes. <laughs> yeah, greasy pizza boxes. And uh yeah. So you went into the bin of a appliance store. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't boxes. To, they didn't try to chase you away. Nope. Need where, boxing. Where where do you see these bins at appliance stores? They're outside. Just not look. At, not at my appliance stores. Yes, they are. No, I don't have any bins anywhere. I don't know what's going on. Every store has a bin. If they're all the indoor bins where they're sealed within the, the strip mall complex kind of thing. I bet you, if you just look, you'll see their bin and it's wide open and it's sitting out there and you better find a bin soon because you are plowing through all the boxes I brought and it's starting to get annoying just a little bit. Half of them are mine. No, I don't think so. You're taking all my good, my good smalls. No. Yeah, you brought in some frozen dinner boxes. That's great. Wonder why they're still there. Yeah, because you're a snob. Well, I know if you're not in on a Friday that you are stuck under that massive display of boxes behind you. So I will know uh, what to tell the 911 authorities when I call. I see my partner's MIA. Check Thank under, you. go to his basement and check under the wall of boxes. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Oh, finally, before we end, one last thing. Joe. Bill. What is a bachelor apartment? It's a place where you sleep and you're a guy. Post it and post it. <laughs>